So thinking about having a financial cushion a little bit more so as a military family or a service member, I think is really important so that you can not only be prepared for obstacles or challenges that come, but also opportunity. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Hey, welcome to this episode of the Expertish Podcast. And today I'd like to welcome back, I guess, for a return visit, the military money expert, Lacey Langford. How's it going, Lacey? It's going awesome. Thanks for having me. That's a huge honor that I get to come back. Right. Well, actually, it's it, it it's a huge honor to me that we didn't drive you away. Like I, I didn't offend you so badly or anything that you would come back. So, no, yes. I appreciate your time and coming back. Definitely. Uh, last time learned a lot from you. And again, I probably say this on 25 percent of the podcast. I just got a lot of info from you even before we press record my mistake that I make over and over and keep saying I won't do, but it was, it's great. Always catching up and, you know, learning what you've got going on. It's, it's amazing. Some great stuff coming up too that I'm excited to talk about today. Thank you. Yes. It, it, it is fun. It's, you always want to get right into the conversation and catch up and I, I make the same mistake. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change. I'll keep yeah. doing it. But for anyone listening that doesn't know Lacey, you probably should. In the veteran side, she has really experienced it all from, you know, army child, right? You correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Test me on this a little bit here. And then you served in the Air Force and your husband was Air Force and then Army as well or vice versa. No, that was right. Army. That's impressive. My so, family doesn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, so you've had the full experience. You had all of it, you know, as a yes. spouse, as a, as a, you know, dependent child, as a, you know, active duty, it's uh man doesn't get more experience of all, all facets of the military struggles than that. Yeah. It really is a way of life for me. Right. <laughs> I think there's only been one year of my life. I didn't have an ID card and that was the only the year after I got out and we got married. Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> one year freedom there. And, uh, right. that's, it was an that's, awkward year. I was like, you're not going to let me on post. Like it was weird. Yeah. What do you do? Right. <laughs> Right. It becomes, it does become part of your identity in a lot of ways, not just ID card, but just that, I don't want to just the access or just that part of your life. It's, it becomes a little bit of identity. Yes. Yes. And in going to the exchange, the BX, the PX, like I couldn't do those things because of commissary, but I, I grew up going, you know, and then I did that while I was in the military. So it really, I mean, it is part of my identity, which I don't think a lot of people realize getting out of the military that some you might struggle with, not only for the service member, but even as a military spouse, that becomes part of your identity that you are a military spouse. So yeah. it's, it's an adjustment. Yeah. You know, you start looking forward to that next career I, or that next part of your life. And I was the same way as you get towards then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I know this has come to a close, but I'm excited for the next thing. I didn't realize, even though I was super ready to go, you know, my time, you, you know, yeah. you're like, okay, I've done what I can do. I'm ready for the next thing. It was still difficult and I wasn't expecting it. it was just a difficult transition inside yourself, you know, cause it does change your identity. You have to really kind of make your whole new way. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with rank, even as mm -hmm. a spouse, you know, your spouse has some type of rank, but the higher ranking, I think your identity is more wrapped up into that because there's some stature to that and respect that's paid to you. And when you become a civilian, they're like, we don't give a crap that you're an E9. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? (laughs) Honestly, I like that too, because you get your name back because, you know, same thing in the military. I'm sure it's, I I don't have children, but I can, I can remember my mom joking about like, I'm going to change my name from mom. It's not my name anymore. Like quit, quit calling for me. And I kind of felt the same thing. It's like, hey, senior chief, hey, what are you? It's like, no, 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 no. Like kind of get to step back and do that. But it does, it is a big difference. And, and for me, what another difference was, changing your expectation again, or, or, you know, getting to business, getting to whatever your, your expectation of leadership or your leadership style. And, and for me, it kind of, I don't know, you start doubting like, okay, well, I need to adapt to the civilian world for this. And then you kind of start doing that. And the funny thing is it's come full circle. And I'm like, no, I really didn't have to do that. I just leave behind the stuff that isn't pertinent or I didn't like in the military as far as leadership and take all the good habits you learned and just keep applying those. But it did take me a while to come that full circle because in my head, psychologically, I'm like, I've got to make this big change to the civilian world. And I'm like, no, I don't have to do that. That's that's crazy. Take what you've already learned, you know, but again, you get that learning process. So I had to take a year and a half to get to that point, you know, take the long way around. But I love that just taking the good and leaving the bad. Cause I think everybody, I mean, it's not, exclusive to the military either. People right. work with some jerks and work mm-hmm. in some environments that weren't good for their mental health and trying to focus on the good that came out of that experience instead of living in the past, dwelling on, oh, well, this one time somebody did this to me or I had, you know, got right. I was deployed for a year of my life or, you know, my spouse was deployed for our child's birth, you know, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. It's not good to dwell on that. No. And, and taking a step back and looking at perspective from every, you know, I do that. I try to do that better now. And that's probably the, the one thing that I've progressed in more. And, and that's a gift from the military too, as far as being able to be exposed to more and more people, whether it's in your leadership or just your teams or whatever, but, but being able to go, wow, I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know where their background was. So something that seems very obvious to me, may not be to this person, you know, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, work ethic, whether it's, you know, how things are handled or how to deal with certain situations. But then you sit back and go, okay, cool. I can see where they wouldn't understand this yet. But then I always turn it around and think, well, shit, there's somebody somewhere thinking the same thing about me, you know, going, why doesn't he get this? You know? And, uh, and I just think that taking that step back for perspective, it makes a big difference in how you deal with things and how you can stay happier or more content with things instead of being upset or angry for things that are out of your control and sometimes out of someone else's control. Right. My dad always said, you don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah. You know, what, what, what's happening, what has happened, why they're at this point. But I was just talking with somebody and they were upset. Somebody didn't pay him a compliment or something. And I was like, well, did you pay them a compliment? Right. And they're like, no, I was like, so maybe they're upset that you didn't take the time to acknowledge their hard work that, you know, that they did. And, but it, you know, made me think about it too. Like, okay, well, if that's something I want, that's how I should treat people. If right. I would like to be acknowledged for the work I'm doing, I, I need to acknowledge other people for the work they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's true. Like I've heard, you know, people, people say, treat people how you want to be treated. And, and I, I mean, I guess it comes down to, you know, all the way down to that level too. Right. Like you train people how to treat you by how you, you know, interact with them. Definitely something that's a good reminder too, because I think I leave lose track of that sometimes, you know? Yeah. So me too. Me too. Everybody does. Good reminder. Yes. Lacey, tell us a little bit about like, I mean, you know, in the previous one, we, we got to talk a little bit about 
why you were so passionate about, which 100% agree with, you know, the financial side of helping, you know, veterans and active duty, all the way back from when you were moving around with the military, why you're so passionate about that. And, and what have you seen, like, I guess, where have you seen us get better as a community, veteran community or active duty on the financial side? And where do we, do you think we still have the most work to do on the education in that arena? I think the getting better part is having conversations more and more. The Department of Defense has realized that this this is important. It is part of the adjudication process to receive security clearances, financial considerations. So if your finances aren't in good standing, they are not going to consider you for security clearance. And um, if that's the case, then the military needs to be all over. How can we support service members and their families not you know, financially, but in financial education is to say, how can we teach them, you know, to be better with money, to save for the future? You know, you can't spend every dollar you make. You have to put some of it away. But I think having these conversations, the blended retirement system started this conversation because they had to start telling people about financial planning because why they should consider if you were in the old system going into the blended retirement system. So the rollout of that made it so financial planning concepts were being taught to service members and their spouses because they also had the opportunity to attend those sessions in some cases. But I think that was really important for people to start saying, okay, the DOD is paying attention to this. They're telling us about it. Now we you know, have a little bit better understanding. So I think having conversations is, is really important in that education. But I think things we still have to work on is managing money in transition. That's not gonna go away. If you're serving, you're gonna deploy. You know, if you're serving, you're going to PCS, you're yeah. going to go to a school, you're going to have children in the midst of all of that. You're going to get married in the midst of all of that. And so knowing that these things are going to happen, you know, to start preparing, like you do have to have a little bit of a financial cushion, probably bigger than your civilian counterparts, because just crap's going to happen. Yeah. Even just moving into a new house every, every two years, you're moving into a house. You have no idea how many windows it has. So you don't know how many curtains you need. And so that's little things that add up. It's like, okay, well, you want a rug. You do want privacy, you know, in your house. And so you're going to spend a little bit more money on curtains now because you have extra windows. Those are little things you don't think about every move, but also maybe you need a little bit more money because you want to pursue education as a military spouse. You need a little bit more money because you need childcare while you pursue that education. So thinking about having a financial cushion a little bit more so as a military family or a service member, I think is really important so that you can not only be prepared for obstacles or challenges that come, but also opportunity. Let's say you are 21 and you're getting ready to go on, I don't know, TDY. You have the opportunity to spend an extra two weeks in Greece. Well, if you didn't have any savings, the, the military paid for you to go to Greece and you could have just taken leave and stayed and you know not had to pay the expense of of if you were buying a ticket outright to go to Greece by yourself. And so being able to go after opportunities, you know, even in education or life experiences, those type of things are also really important and and building up your savings can make those possible. That's, I I love that you brought up saving for that opportunity. So yeah, it's not just emergencies, but to me, that's a huge part because you do want to take advantage of those things. Those are really some of the perks of the military, right? You, You don't have a decision in a lot of things, but then when you do have those opportunities, man, you want to take advantage of that. And yes, 
I've been on TDY travel before, you know, gone somewhere and stay for extra time. And the cool thing too, is like, usually if you're in a hotel that you're already at a government rate, they'll extend you at a government rate. Even when you're paying, you know, they don't care. Like once you're in that government rate, it's like, cool. I, Hey, I want an extra week. All right, cool. You're so now you're in a hotel that's like 300, like you say in Hawaii, you've got a $350 a night hotel for, you know, $180 or something like that. That's, it's kind of another little thing that you're, you have the opportunity to take advantage of if you put yourself in that position. Yes. And I say that from experience. I, when I was on active duty, I had the opportunity to work for NATO and they put me, I lived on the economy for seven months in Italy and it was glorious, but I had like $10,000 worth of credit card debt. And so I didn't have a lot of extra money. And so the, on the weekends when I could travel, I mean, I did do travel and some experience, but not to the extent that I could have taken advantage of being in Italy for seven months, just those experiences, I could have gone further, done more things, bought more clothes, you know, eaten better. Right. All, all of it um, was a great opportunity, but I was limited because of my financial situation. So I know there's so many young service members that were are or going to be in a situation like I had, where it's like, you could do this. Yeah. Uh, something I'm seeing and, and give me your perspective on this as well, you know, kind of us on the real estate side, you know, interact with a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of service members and stuff, but uh, even peers of mine, friends of mine, people that are still in or getting out that I, I may have worked with in the last five years or so, a lot of them still don't know how to maximize certain things. But with the way technologies, so much education get out to people that people that want to pay attention man, they will soak it up. And then it just becomes kind of filtering the disinformation and and using it. But we've got like 24, 25 year old military people investing, you know, getting into using the VA loan properly, getting, come looking for help to get into like a one and a quarter, one point, shoot, $2 million multi-unit properties and are making money from day one at like 24, you're like, okay, this right away, you're just like proud of them. And you're just like, you're going to be fine. Like you're, you're doing this now because they're like, Hey, I'd rather invest. I would rather find a way to leverage this and yeah. you know, whatever. I'm like, you're going to be good. But then I've got like commanders or, you know, a master chief, senior chiefs that are like, Hey, Hey, there's this great opportunity. Like, Oh no. Like i I'm comfortable with it as like, no, this doom and gloom or like, Hey, things are going to crash. This is going to happen, whatever. And it's like so many things instead of taking that time to educate, because it's almost like it's too far gone. Not yeah. it's not really, but to, to them, it's like, ah, you know, Hey, it is what it is. This is what I've settled into, which is kind of disheartening a little bit sad, but then it is, I don't know. You just get a little bit happier than when you go, okay, well wait, now the information's getting out. So that next generation of people, you know, will hopefully do better. And then those friends, those kids, their friends are going to see, and I say kids, you know, yeah, men, women, <laughs> men and women to, to me, they're kids, but you know, their friends see that. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, I want to do that too. And it's just, to me, I get proud, like watching like, Oh crap. Now this you know, Hey, this huge chunk of real estate being owned by active duty guys and gals in like San Diego are just like acquiring chunks and chunks of real estate. And you're just kind of proud of them, you know, like, Holy shit, that's great. I wish I could have been more smart about those things when I was there or more, more information. It would, you know, if that would have been more available earlier, it might've helped, but I probably would have ignored it. I would have, I would have like, you know, yeah, I, w- I would have just been like, yeah, whatever. I have to learn everything the hard way, but it is, you know, you do get excited when people are making those good decisions because that will be contagious as people see the outcome of that, you know? 
Yes. And the possibilities, like I look back and I mean, at 21, I wish I was investing my money more. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have been smarter about it. I blew it all a lot going out, a lot of money going out. Yeah. (laughs) But I did have friends that were house hacking. I didn't know that's what it was called at the time, but it's like they bought a house. They got a bunch of roommates and they were having a grand old time. And by the way, that was also the house to go to. Cause yeah. everybody was there. And so they, they weren't spending money on gas. They were, mm-hmm. they were so smart. <laughs> yeah. Let everyone else bring the beer. Like, yeah, it's great. Everybody brought food. You know, we never had to go out. They brought, yeah. Brought the alcohol and looking back, I wish I would have maybe done some things like that. I mean, not have a party house, but have invested in, in something like that in real estate or even further just in retirement savings. But, you know, I think Sometimes exposure can help, but also get in the mindset like this is possible. And I completely agree with you about education because if you don't know it, you're scared of it, like the fear of the unknown. But once you get a little bit of knowledge, it's power to to take action and to get more comfortable with it. Right. Well, that's, yeah, 100% agree. And it happens to all of us, right? Like I still get, there's things I don't know. And I'm definitely, but I guess as you move along, the more, you know, then we talked about this a little bit before on the marketing side, right? It's how much more quickly now I can recognize, cool. I'm not going to understand this as much as I need to. Let me go find the right person to do it for me, to tell me where to put my money, to, to do the marketing or whatever the case is. So I think that's been my biggest advance was, is learning more quickly what I need to just find another professional to do. Yes. Cause I'm just not going to be good at it all. Yes. I always say, let them earn their money. Like I'm yeah. clear on that now. Like I'll worry about it. Like, oh, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should be more prepared for our initial meeting. And then I catch myself. I'm like, no, I'm paying you. If you, you, you break it down for me. That's your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, th- and it's funny because they prefer that. Like uh, most of the time, you know, if you get someone to get, and obviously real estate is my profession, but commercial side, I don't do offices and leases and stuff. That's not what I do. So we're going through that ourselves. Like I'm, you know, trying to acquire this office space, you know, get this lease on, you know, I found what I wanted. I would spend twice as much time, half as good a job trying to negotiate, get that all worked out and knowing what to look for. But another military friend of mine that, um, you know, I knew from, from the Navy, I was like, Hey dude, can you take this and do it? And he starts doing it. He would check in with me and I'm like, man, whatever you think's right. Just like, get me, you know, try to get me down to this point and these you know, terms are as close to it, but here, here are my current, you know, like if it, if it gets below this, I'm good. Just you do what you can. And he's like, man, thanks for just letting me do. I wish everyone just let us do our job. And it kind of hit home because I'm wondering, man, do I do that enough for, you know, yeah. for people that I'm working with just going like, Hey, here's where I want to be. Get me there. And how you get there. I don't, you know, right. You're not stay out of the way. Right. But I think too, you can also identify people. It's not working. So I've gotten clear on that as I've grown is that I I do, I hire you because you're the subject matter expert. Right. If you, you know, prove otherwise, then it's fire quickly. It's like, okay, well, it's not a good fit. Like Hmm. I need somebody to babysit me on that task. Yeah. I don't need to babysit anybody on that task. And so that's why I hired. And in the beginning, I didn't get that. I'm like, I'm trying to manage all the details of that relationship. Nope. That's not what I hired you to do for me to have an extra project. I hired you to handle it. So it's not stress for me. I want it to be very easy. So I think as you kind of grow and, you know, get older, more experience, you develop how you want to manage relationships, I think in business and I mean, just in general in life, but Right. Yeah, it's true. And it, it, and I think that never stops. You never stop growing in that aspect either. You still yeah. learn as we go. Well, let's talk about something coming up. Uh, what is it, April 21st? 
Yes. Is it April 21st? April 21st. Uh, the big thing that you've got working. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that one? I would love to. It's Mill Money Con. So it's a conference of financial professionals that are united by military service. It's a passion project of mine. It's a big undertaking. It's something new for me, but I feel passionately about bringing the military financial community together. So as I've grown in my business and in the community, the military is a unique situation. You know, outsiders, if you've never served or been part of it, it's you just kind of don't get it. There's a lot of things that are just understood and this is the way it should be, or, you know, your work ethic or just the community. And then on the other side is me being involved on boards and trying to give back in the community. I've seen some issues like people come to me and say, we should do this project. It will help on X, Y, Z, this listing for military and money. And then I'll say, that is a great idea, but they're already doing it. Somebody's already doing it but they just didn't know about it. And then also it's taken me a long time to get in the position where I'm at in my career, but it took way longer than it should have because I didn't have mentorship. I didn't understand the resources available to me. I didn't understand the financial space, like what it is to work as a counselor versus as a coach versus as a planner. And so Mill Money Con is an opportunity for everybody to come together, to connect and to network, to help with build careers, which I feel very passionately about. If you're a service member getting out and want to join that profession, this will be a community where people can lift you up and get you where you need to be a lot quicker. And then on the other side is earning power. Very frustrating to me as a veteran and a military spouse. If you are in finance, you should be able to earn a living, not, you know, have to not work or volunteer because of the military lifestyle. You should be able to earn a living and still have the military lifestyle. And so this conference is meant to do that, to connect people, to help them with their careers and help them with their earning power. And I I think it's going to be a great opportunity to just get everybody together and learn and grow. I think that's, that's pretty amazing. I'm excited for it, but some of the things we talked about before with this too, like one of the things that you mentioned was the program. I'm sorry, I forget the name now, but there's a program where, is it a scholarship or whatever to put people through the financial training Oh, so to get certified? Is that something actually, totally separate? That's not something I do. That's um, the FINRA Foundation every year sponsors 50 military spouses to ah, become Got you. accredited financial counselors. And um, that's once a year, I believe that program opens up. I don't know the dates, but I'll look it up and get it to you. Um, but that's a great way for you to get trained up and become mm-hmm. accredited. And I'm hoping my conference will, for people that are accredited financial counselors or planners or um, anybody working in that space, this will be an opportunity to connect them with earning opportunities. And I'm doing that with, there's an event at Mill Money Con called the Hiring Hub. And it's going to be the first half day of the conference on the 21st. And it's going to be where companies and attendees can connect and figure out ways to work together. So there will be a, a speed networking session in there where on one side of the table, it will be the company on the other side of the attendee. And you have 15 minutes of fame with that company to figure out a way that you can work together with them. Maybe, you know, at the moment or in the future. Right. And then another area will be expert group coaching. So there'll be round tables where there will be an expert seated where you can go and just join the conversation on subjects like how to, to do freelance writing, how to set up a really good LinkedIn profile so that you're able to you know increase your exposure, improve your career, make money. And maybe if you're not ready 
um, to sit one-on-one with people, or if you want to do both, it's going to be an opportunity. And then um, there's going to be some visual learning there as well. Cause not everybody's extroverted right. or you might be like me, who's an extroverted introvert. And I just like max out on people. And so there'll be a little area where you can, you can, you know, take a step back and, you know, have a moment to yourself, but also still get value out of that hiring hub. So we're going to do some quick start guides for people on doing a resume, doing a one sheet, how to maybe do a quick, marketing page for yourself, one page marketing plan or something like that. So there's going to be lots of opportunities. I'm, I'm very excited about that aspect of the conference because it means so much to me because I've been there. I know how frustrating it is to try to build your career and make money at it in the military. And I'm hoping this will slingshot people and just get them connected, but also companies that say, Hey, we want to support the military. Well, this is an opportunity. You can hire somebody. You can connect um, with a military spouse that's looking for a virtual-based job, something like that. So I think uh, some good things are going to come out of it. That's awesome. I think just also that um, experience and exposure for people to be, you know, it, sitting at tables to be able to pitch themselves or to start problem solving how they can build their own business, if you will, you know, because you're right. It's one of the few things, though, now that you can do anywhere. You know, yes. and you can be effective anywhere and, you know, not just you can build like, like you've done now, you know, you build a business, it's not in your area, you know, your business isn't around your home. And that's been the, you know, that's the huge problem, right? Is start and stop for if you're, if you're a dependent or spouse and you're, you're moving around all the time, man, that, that little stop in a career every couple of years, you know, if you move every, let's say every three years, you, you're going to have to stop to get everything ready to go. Then you move, then you have to restart, get your feet under and you go again. Like that's got to be the most annoying thing in the world. It Not is. to mention the loss <laughs> of income, you know, taking like three to six to eight months per time. And you work really hard to get to that point where, you know, whether you went to, you know, school or training, your certification that took time and sacrifice. I, I you know, I know for me alone, I volunteered every preschool hour that I ever had just so I could keep my resume up and get better at counseling and coaching. Right. And I, I but I want to be paid for that. I, I that that was a sacrifice for me and my family to to make sure that I was able to do that. So, you know, it's great. I want to help out, but there's a difference between volunteer and pro bono work and being in business and making money. Right. So, right. Um, I think that that's why I'm seriously passionate about it is because I, I get it. Like it, and also too, as a financial coach, it does impact, it does impact their budget to lose that every PCS to then go down to one income right. versus having a steady in, second income that can increase quality of life. So I, I completely agree with you. It, it is the most annoying thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, to put a pin in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the most annoying. We've pinpointed the most annoying thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like uh, it, the, the other crappy thing of that too, is you were mentioned earlier about those expenses that, you know, that you just occur every time you move the little things that add up. Yes. Well, on top of it, that's when you're not getting paid, right? That's in the middle of the time that you drop down to one income. Now you're having those expenses, re restock all your food, redo all this stuff. So things just add up. And we, we talk about that a lot with in our businesses of, of like little things, like doing the little things that add value that add, you know, will trickle a little bit more income into the business each place or on an investment. Here's a couple of little things you can do to, to pull a little bit more value or to increase value with these small things. All those little things add up and it makes a big difference. 
once you put them all together. So yeah, that's big. That's very big. And I know that I think on the financial side, it's super needed too. There's so much on the active duty side that has been, you know, the military tries to do or, or either, either puts an effort or puts the facade of an effort into, and, you know, like command financial specialists, you know, that we had and everything. If it's a collateral duty, man, when you're already, people are working 14 hours and they're like, now this is your responsibility. But basically it's like, okay, we've got to get that check in the box for, like, there's nothing, they can't do anything. You cannot be effective that way. So to me, that's, you know, to me, a lot of the things that are collateral duties kind of make me laugh because it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Good idea. But if you're not really going to execute, just, just don't even waste that that per- let that person finish their real job and don't bother, but having, you know, especially if it's a, you know, a spouse that, that is moving, relocating, understands all those pains and you have access to those. I think that that's, I, I just think that's a huge asset yeah. you know, for the people in that, in that area or that command or shoot now wherever virtually, but um, it would be really cool to see some of the commands take advantage of that more and have some of those programs because we waste plenty of money on a lot of things. Why not put it to good use and, you know, employ some of the spouses to do a job professionally versus just trying to throw another task on top of somebody that's already kind of over task saturated. Right. Especially it could do sometimes more harm than good. If they don't really have an understanding completely of finances, they could recommend something that, and it's not even a recommendation. They could say, oh, hey, you should do this, or this might be an idea, but they don't understand the tax consequence of what they just said. And so they just told somebody to do something that happens a lot with people that have debt that goes into collections. Yeah. And they're like, well, you should just negotiate that down and get it chart, you know, get rid of it. Right. Well, yeah, they might write it off because it's been so long. The collection agency will be like, all right, well, we'll do away with that $5,000. Well, you're now got $5,000 of money. And so that comes back on your taxes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like telling people, yeah, you should do this, but not giving them the full picture, right. then they can make a decision that you know is going to come back to haunt them because they didn't realize come tax time that this is something they should have counted for. Right. And uh, man, that is more and more important, isn't it? Like every day, like just learning how to not get yourself into some tax debt. I mean, taxes are crazy. And the more you, and and, you know, it was easier, like active duty. Okay, cool. You get your W2, you, you know, if you have a couple houses or something, that's all taken care of it. Man, then when you get out another thing to what you're talking about with, with uh, the conference you've got going on, when people start learning how to do their own businesses, be self-employed, the structure and build that business, a huge part of that is going to be protecting yourself from those taxes. Because yeah. when you start writing the checks, that's something I, I almost think that it would be better if when we're active duty, instead of money coming out of your W2, you have to write the check yeah. for your taxes. Cause you would see what's really going because I still even the same thing. There's very senior people going, Oh, you know, good. I got like three grand back from taxes. It's not even still not even processing what they're paying into that. So yeah, I don't know. And maybe it would even be better if we did just have to write that check and all at once. So people would see what their, you know, for their kind of, I guess, gaps in their plan are. Well, that's an issue though, too, for service members getting out. Mm -hmm. They don't realize how much more taxes are going to be paying. So that, you know, in the, in the long line of crap, that's going to punch you in the stomach when you get out, that's one of them. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. But, you know, especially if you're deploying, I mean, the, deployment uh, rotations have gone down considerably. But if you're deploying, 
you know, once every two or three years, that's tax-free money if you went to a hostile fire hazardous duty area. So it lowered your income. Yeah. And then also all of your allowances aren't taxable. So yes, you got money for your housing and you weren't taxed on it. Well, right. if you get out, you're going to have a base salary. If, you know, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get more than what your base pay is. So it will right. kind of cover the amount that you were receiving from your BAS or BAH, but now you're going to be taxed on it because that's right. more money that you were paid. And so people aren't tracking that as a service member, a lot of times you paid le way less taxes. And right. that when you get out, it's like, wait a minute, more is being taken out of my check. Now we owe more money at the end of the year. So it's, yeah. it's a, a shock for some people. Well, and if you're like me and I was a, a resident from like second duty station and wasn't paying state tax and then retire and all of a sudden you're in California and oh, you start yeah. paying state tax on everything. Yes, okay. So yeah. <laughs> that's a wake up call. But, yes. but hey, you know, it's part of it, it. It is what it is, you know, but there are definitely ways to mitigate and there are you know ways to protect your money. And I'm learning more all the time. Yes. And still making plenty of mistakes. Uh, because you know, every, every time you go into a different area of business or you start something new, there's, there's something new about that. It's not just new to you for the work side or that business side, but there's tax implications. There's different licensing fees. There's all, there's a lot of shit that goes with business in there. Like, right. There is. It, it, and two, it's, it, there's a lot of the finance side of things. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, sometimes, you know, with your personal finances, it's not like, okay, I got to save, put some money for retirement, you know, got to pay our bills and stuff. But in business, you still got to pay your bills. You also have yeah. to budget. Like, am I going to make that amount of money, you know, right. to cover my salary, you know, cover the expenses. And so there's a lot, like now you're managing two books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you weren't managing the one good, then it's going to be difficult. I always recommend, have you ever read Profit First? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, how actually after reading that is, uh, I mean, I'd probably read it and listened to it a couple of times before I was like, finally like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm not going to implement this myself. So that's when I uh, got connected with Rocky who eventually connected me with you. Oh yeah. And that's that's right. why I okay, get connected yeah. uh, with him because I'm like, Hey, set this up and like, tell me what I can or can't spend in the business and get me straight. And uh, just offloaded that responsibility as well. Because like you said, if you're not doing well in your other books and, and, and honestly, on my personal side, my bookkeeping before before, even luckily I had some income from investment properties and stuff before, you know, while I was still in, but my bookkeeping was this account. I can just use my ATM card until it stops giving me money. And I've still got my bills paid because it all comes out of this. That yeah. was my, that was my whole plan. That was my That's defense. <laughs> That's it. That was it. Like if someone said, Hey, well, you know, what's you, do you balance anything? How do you no clue. Like I could have, it, it's horrible. It's horrible to, to say because I could have been, who knows, like could have, would could have been drawn out of my account or double yeah. charge, triple charge. I just didn't look at it as long as, as long as nothing, you know, I didn't get that text message going, yo, dude, you're, you're out of cash. I, I just kept going. So I definitely needed that help before jumping yeah. into a business. But when you're starting, it's all coming out of thin air. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, this is your imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. You are, are trying to make it a real thing and you don't have those things yet. So that's why you're not in the beginning setting up infrastructure because you don't have anything yet. And yeah. as you move and you get a little bit of something, maybe you get one client or you get one investment property. It's like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta have a system for this or, yeah. you know, now, now I have some money coming in. Now I gotta 
plan the money better. And so I think having grace to understand like it's you're building. So it's yeah. good. Each time yeah. there's going to be something new, something for you to figure out, but definitely be clear on there will always be something to figure out. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, the, and the, the, the other thing, like, yeah, there's no money to start with, but then when things start hitting and you have a good period, like, Hey, when business takes off and you're like, okay, cool, we've got this down. Now you have a couple big months back to your, you know, mentioning profit first, then you have this account. I'm like, sweet now. All right, cool. We can do this. We can do like yes. all these things. And you're like, Oh shit. Then you go, wait, uh, there are a lot of that. I didn't need to do because it wasn't broken down into, I wasn't looking at it as a marketing budget as a, uh, you know, what operating expenses do I have that are routine monthly? What, what do I have quarterly that I have to pay in association dues and fees and stuff like that. So that's where it was when I realized that and go, every time I have a big pot of money, I'll find a way to spend it. So that's when I got, you know, I'm like, shit, I got to make this work. And I talked to Rocky, I'm like, here, spread my money out so I can't see it all at one place and I can spend it in the right place. You know, taxes, that's the other thing, right? Like, man, when you're writing your own tax, but then you do have a good, you know, business starts kicking off. You got to write that check. If you're not prepared for that, man, that's That's a killer. That hurts. (laughs) That's a kick in the gut, man. Yeah. Yes, it really is. But just like what you did, it's like when you get there, it's like, how can I better do this now? Because I'm getting to the point where I, I got to make this efficient so that right. it keeps running smoothly. If not, that's why people run their business under the ground is because they're not taking, okay, I got here. I got to take a step, take a knee, figure this out, get back yeah. up, move to the next thing, you know, move forward. Right. Yeah. It's important. Well, it's also important just to know when to reach out for help. Right. And I think that's something great about what you're doing with this and, uh, and the veteran community in general giving people those contacts or a place to reach out, a place to find others that can give them a little bit of guidance, mentorship, whatever, yes. you know, you're looking for, because sometimes it's not even a, a crazy, uh, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't need someone to do everything for you. Sometimes you just need that little point of like, Hey, just don't do this. Yes. You know, sometimes it's very simple. Don't make this one mistake and you'll be good till your next hurdle. And then we can get you going from there. It's just right. not always a big deal. Yes. That's what, when I wanted to start this conference lessons I've learned is not try to figure out all by myself is I need to go to people that have very successful conferences and ask them like, Hey, do you think this is a horrible idea? (laughs) Do you know what, what are, you know, if if I do move forward with this, what are my first five steps? Right. You know, and instead of me looking at the whole list of things to do to run a conference, they're telling me, don't worry about those those other 30 things do these these five that's what's most important and then okay now you need to worry about this step you know or this you know this is what to expect like just talking about when most people buy their tickets that was very helpful because if not i would be panicked right understanding the process of you know how that works and because i don't have years of experience Mm -hmm. running a conference and so i need to understand how it all works not just to have a successful event but also my mental health, you know, it's a lot to put on the line and it's something new. I'm uncomfortable. I'm putting myself out there. I'm definitely on sales calls all day long. And so knowing that I'm on the right track and having that guidance, I think is so important. And I didn't have that before. And that's kind of why I want to do this conference. It's like, Hey, like I always knew, okay, I want to be in finance, but I didn't know I wanted to be a financial coach. I actually tried to start being a financial planner first. And then only after years was like, you know what? I actually don't want that. I, yeah. That's not how I resonate with people. It's not what I enjoy. I like coaching a lot more, but nobody really ever under explained to me all the positions I could play. 
Okay. And so if I had known all the positions I could play, you know, idea of what money I could make at that play in that position, the responsibilities, having an understanding, then it's easier to make a decision. Also, what education and certifications you're going to seek out. You're wasting time. You know, if you want to be a counselor, probably don't need to become a certified financial planner. Right. You know, you could do that as an, you know, accredited financial counselor or something like that. So understanding all of that and having somebody explain that to you gets you years ahead. Right. That's true. Yeah. And sometimes that years ahead also just means keeps you from years of mistakes, right? Yes. Equally, equally it's important, I guess. No, that's, that's awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. And I, I see all the work you're putting into it. So thank you for that. And that if you want to maybe just throw out there how people can find out more information and, and of course we'll put it on the, you know, we'll put it on the social media as well, but let people know where they can find out more and, and uh, get a ticket to come see it. Yes. You can check it out at millmoneycon.com. All the information's there about getting your ticket, what the sessions will be like, where it's at, where to get your hotel room. All the details are on there. And um, if you have any questions, hey, at millmoney.com, you can email me and my team or I will get back with you. But yes, please, if you are interested in the financial careers or you're already in it, we would love for you to be part of it. Or if you have a service that could be helpful to financial professionals from the military community would love you also to be a part of the of the conference awesome well hey thanks i know you're probably on super long days trying to get everything wrapped up for you know get everything going for this i do appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us again hopefully we can uh, maybe get you post-conference and talk a little bit about what you learned on just the the struggles and successes of that as well if if you you know if you've got time to come back and talk to us about that definitely we could do after action yeah, let's do that. That would be great. <laughs> I love those. Like, yes. oh, this was so terrible. This is the most painful part. Yeah. Yes. We like hearing the pains, right? Yes. So we're not alone. Yep. Awesome. Help you learn. Well, I know it's going to be you. great, Lacey. So thanks a lot for coming back on. And yeah, look forward to seeing it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. If you could use an inexpensive and super convenient healthcare option, I definitely recommend checking out Skill Mills Telehealth. For me, when I did the research, it turned out that their program worked well as a supplement to VA medical. So that's the route I went. If you go to their website for the information, skillmill.com, that's S-K-I-L-L-M-I-L.com. Go to the top, click on the telehealth button. It'll take you to another page with the information on all their programs. Super easy, super easy to sign up. If you click on the get started button, fill in a little bit of basic info. You could even use your referral code expertish podcast in the drop down. And then from there, they'll take care of you and you're all set. Definitely highly recommend checking that out.